Well, now we know. Lesson learned. So there you go, Jeff. That's, I mean, if you're, well, I, I can, I've just given you a valuable tutorial for not how to waste 15 minutes of somebody's time. <laughs> Welcome to technology, right? Know, this right? stuff happens. Well, I mean, well, so the, one thing that I, I appreciate, if I may, Jeff, is that you take a very practical approach to things. And that is sometimes, maybe a lot of the times, not the case with, you know, definitely people in your position of, of kind of being kind of the front door to that technology to where people kind of access it and all that fun stuff. Is, do you, is that something you pride yourself on? Is that, is that very intentional? I think it's just natural for me. I don't really tr try to do it that way, but uh, I think it comes from growing up in the insurance industry. And, you know, my, the, my backstory is starting working at Chubb and then working for an agency. So just knowing how that world works. And as soon as I was in, in that environment, um, I, in most rooms was the one that knew way more about technology than anybody else. So I found myself having to explain how the world worked and why the technology was so exciting to me and the opportunities that I saw and all this stuff. And I think just by doing that for decades at this point, you, you just kind of, it just, it, it's, it's what you become. So a lot of what I do is just education and, you know, you, you explain how the world works and. Um, I think once people understand it and they, they, they don't get intimidated by it, then they get really excited about it. And they, they share the, the enthusiasm that I have, that you have, um, that others have that, that get it and see the, see the future. So I don't think it's forced. It's just something that I think uh, kind of happened for me personally. Well, well, and this is, it does feel like if you don't, if you're not in the club, right, if you don't get it, like there is, there's this learning curve to just insurance and the way we are and the way we do things that it's hard for some people to overcome that get into the industry. Like what was, I mean, do you, is that true? Do you agree with it? And uh, should we keep doing it? Um, yeah, doing what? Doing technology? No, like like being like this our, our own little quirky way, right? Like of, oh, yeah. of, of having to like like frame things in a certain way. Like again, the practicality, right? You know, it's like we have to uh, we have to understand it in a certain way. We have to relate it to you know our own language, and uh, where I don't think as um, I don't think other industries are as um, high maintenance is probably a strong word, Jeff, but we'll go with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I think the, the unique piece of technology in general and just the, the, the speed of which it moves, it's accelerating. It's getting faster. I mean, it's just the way it is. The world spins faster these days than it used to. So I don't think that any of us are real, quote unquote, experts in it, because as soon as you become an expert, quote unquote, it, the, it changes. Something's changed. So we can we can stay up with it more than most people. And we can be on the leading edge of it more than most people. Um, but, but I think that's just, it, it's, it's kind of business one-on-one at this point. I mean, whether it's inside the insurance industry or outside the insurance industry, it's the same fact of, it's just, it's the technology's here. Uh, the web is here. Social is here. Uh, voice is here. This stuff is here. So it's, it's either we do something and embrace it and try to figure out what the opportunities are as business people, or we don't. And it's an option. Uh, I think a lot of folks um, in the insurance industry, but also outside, it's, this isn't just an insurance thing. Um, I, I think a lot are just, you know, it's hard to change. You know, I, looked, I look at my dad who worked at, at the same company, Chubb, for 33 years and um, had a lot of success doing it a certain way. So why would, the, why would they change? Why would somebody like that change? 
Um, so it's a hard argument, but I think once people see the opportunity and they see case studies and examples and see the enthusiasm and excitement that's coming in, um, in the technology that enables the company or the agency to do things that they couldn't do before or do it easier or faster or less expensive or whatever, then the business mind kicks in. And then I think those people start to at least open their eyes to it and, um, and, and embrace it more. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's hard. It's, it's like if you, when there's an excitement, when, when the, the excitement is genuine, which it is in, in my case, and I think in your case too, Joey, it's, you want to share it with people. It's like, well, look at this, look, look how this works. Yeah. You don't know, like, how does, <laughs> why, how can you do that otherwise? You can't, like, look, look over here. And you do that enough and it just comes naturally oftentimes. Um, I think people start to to pay attention to it. So yeah, I think I, to answer your question, I think that we just have to keep doing that. And um, and again, I don't think anybody's an expert. I think we just all have to have an open mind on how this stuff works and try stuff and uh, and, and you know uh, refine it and keep doing stuff that works more. It is a it is a childlike excitement uh, that you know you, you know when you find something new when you figure it out. Uh, but then when you share it and then somebody doesn't you know reciprocate that excitement it, it's a little it's a little depressing uh, it happens to me quite often with me and my wife she i'm just all excited so like, here you go here's the thing she, i don't care she's like i don't care like whatever um, yeah same um it's but you know it's like how do we how do we are the, is it just going to be people that are excited and that, that you know that's just the way that they're going to be excited and there's just going to be the people that aren't and it's everybody in between that you know depending on their level of excitement i mean how do we sort that out i guess I think it sorts out naturally. I mean, it's just the reality of it. And, and I, I actually like that. It's the survival of the fittest mentality. Um, and it's how it should be. Uh, people that do something, that change, that use a tool or, or just do something that they weren't doing yesterday should be the ones that win. Um, do I think there's going to be the same number of insurance agencies in the country five years from now? as to how, what we, the number that we have now? No, I don't. I, I think it's, there's going to be consolidation. And I think a lot of that's going to happen with the agencies that get it, that are on the cutting edge, not even cutting edge, just using some stuff. I mean, the, the, the bar, edge. The dull edge, Jeff. The dull edge, or the edge, <laughs> you know, just something that's ahead of 50% of what most agencies are doing. And unfortunately for the industry, um, there's a there's a rap that we get, which is, well, geez, it's super behind the times and it's super legacy and um, it's all the same. And, and I honestly think that that's partially earned um, because of the the how the industry's been. It, you can you can build up a really nice book of business and do it a certain way. And as long as you retain a lot of that business, it's a great business model. Um, but you know, now I think, so that's the opportunity. So the opportunity is since a lot of agencies um, just don't, aren't listening to this, for example, or aren't doing something with their website or aren't doing something with apps and tools and marketing and social and video and all that stuff. The opportunity is for the ones that do, they're immediately ahead of the curve. And I like that. I like this survival of the fittest mentality where they should win. Um, and they should be the ones that get bigger and potentially acquire other agencies and and uh, and have the success of that. So I don't think we need to necessarily change that. I think it's just how the world is. And I, I kind of like it. It's a reward. So has that gotten you out of the convincing business then? Or do you feel like you still have to be in it a little bit? 
No, I think I think I'm always in the edu personally, and I think us as a company at Forge Three, I think we're all in the education business. I think we have to be, uh, because the reality is somebody's not going to sign up for anything, whether it's Active Agency, our website platform, or anything else, or use clickable coverage, or you know these things are tools. But if people don't understand what to do with them, or or why they why they're relevant, or why they matter then it's it doesn't doesn't make any sense why would they sign up to, to use anything so I, I don't know i think it's just it goes back to i think where i came from and um just how i grew up kind of through the industry and how i spun out of the industry and started forge 3 back in the early 2000s it's just the nature of it it's a lot of explanation um, i don't even necessarily think that we sell anything i think we'd spend most of our time just explaining things and educating and and uh, getting people excited about stuff, and then they see the opportunity. So I think it's always going to be the case. Where where is your kind of threshold now, like to where the, the to where agents are getting excited, to where you're getting excited? How big is the gap, um, and are they that far apart? Yeah, I, I still think there's, and that's the opportunity part. So still, I mean, to this day, uh, I'll do keynote sessions or conferences or whatever. And just ask basic questions. You know, how many of you have heard of this app or how many of you use LinkedIn for more than accepting connection requests? Or how many of you are super proud of your website and leverage it as a sales tool, as a servicing tool? You know, can I get my certificate? Just basic stuff, uh, live chat, um, just all these things that aren't, it's not rocket science these days, but uh, a lot of agencies, still a vast majority, like 90 some percent, I would say, just by the show of hands, that I typically see aren't doing anything. So yeah, there's a huge, there's a chasm. There's a huge gap there, which again, for, to me, that should be, I think the exciting part because it's not like the bar is super high and um, it, it, you know, it's, it's, you do a couple of things, basic block and tackling things to embrace something, whatever, you know, whatever that thing is for your agency, for example, and you're immediately on that edge that we were talking about. And I'm not sure if that's what you see, Joey, when you're out there, but I, I still see it. You know, I think it's a slow progression. It's getting better and people are embracing this stuff more, but there's still a big gap that needs to get filled. Well, I, I don't, I hate, you know, beating the drum of like, oh, we're not doing enough for, you know, like there's, you know, I don't want to make any sort of like website shaming statements here, you know, picketing at, at, at anything. I don't, it's, it's a, it's finding that balance of what, you know, where the, where the, where the urgency should lie. And, and, and again, back to the, just the idea of the ones that are going to come are going to come and the ones that aren't might not, and that's okay. And, um, just, just trying to give everybody a baseline for it, I think is, is kind of the, the point. Um, and I also think Joey, that it's going to happen naturally for some, for example, I always think this story where about a year ago, um, an agency, a principal, Jim, um, came up to me and he said, you know, I've been running the agency for decades, a couple of decades now, and I've never had this happen to me, Jeff. But the other day I had a prospect tell us to our face that the reason he's not going to use our agency is because our website sucks, <laughs> quote unquote. And, you know, so do you think Jim cared much about what they looked like on the web before that conversation? Of course not. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was super outdated. But now do you think he has an appreciation for that? A hundred percent. 
right? It, it all, all of a sudden becomes real. It's a thing you can't ignore anymore. And that didn't require him listening to you on the podcast. It didn't require him seeing a keynote session or reading a blog post or coming to Forge 3 or whatever. That was just business. And he's like, geez, I just lost this account because that first impression that we're making wasn't a good one. Wow. Eye-opener. So you've just given me a new idea, Jeff. I think my new mission in life, instead of make, you know, doing podcasts for agents, I'm just going to do podcasts for uh, agents' clients and just to tell them, listen, the whole podcast is, listen, you need to go call your agent up and tell them how bad their website is. And that will make some traction. You know, it's like, because uh, like you said, like, that's, the, that's it, man. Like once it starts, but here's the thing though, right? And this, I think this is why there's blog posts, there's videos, there's podcasts, there's all that education that you guys do. You know, that's the, the, the reason that that exists is because generally when that happens, it's, I, I'm not saying it's too late, but boy, you are probably further behind than you need to be. True. And I also think that the other challenge for a lot of folks is that it's hard to quantify some stuff. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, which some people uh, probably know of, um, and if not, you can look Who's him that up. Guy? I've never heard of him. Jeff. <laughs> he, uh, so he, for the, basic backstory is he worked at his uh, his family's wine store in New Jersey and uh, this is back in the day a long time ago and did a, a daily video of him tasting wine and took this little wine store in New Jersey into this tens of millions of dollars revenue successful business um, literally within about a year or two um, and then he spun off from there he has a big agency uh, not insurance but a, a social media agency in New York called VaynerMedia um, he wants to buy the Jets one day which he probably will so he's out there all over the place, produces a ton of content. And he has this, this saying, which is a great one. And it's, what's the ROI? What's the return on investment of your mom? It's like, let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Like, what's the ROI of your mom? So I know my mom, the ROI, you, I can't measure it, but it is incredibly valuable. And I think the the thing with a lot of the technology stuff is, um, and when I say technology, it's everything, right? It's just, it's the web, it's video, it's content, yeah. it's marketing, it's social, it's everything. It's, you can't always quantify it. And, you know, it, it's like, how much business does your business card bring in? How much business does your marquee sign out front bring in? What did you spend on these things? Um, you can't quantify it. And you're never going to be able to quantify it. But is it important? Would you show up in in, in uh, sweatpants and a ripped T-shirt for your first VIP prospect meeting? No, but you can't quantify it. So I think a lot of times people get into this thing where it's like, well, what's the ROI of that? I'm not going to put one penny into that unless I know I'm getting three pennies back. Yeah. What well, you can't like? What's the value of building your audience? What's the value of building your tribe? Right, as Seth Godin would say there's immense value. It's the business. It's the future of every single business, including agencies. But yet, how do you quantify it? Question mark. You can't. Doesn't mean it's not valuable and you shouldn't do it. Well, and that's, there's a gap there. Well, so, I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, you could, you could have somebody stand outside of your office and, you know, poll people of, Hey, what do you think about the sign? Is this going to make you come in? And you could, you know, say, Hey, did, is this sign what made you come? I mean, you could, you could, you could probably find a way to quantify it more than what might be readily available, but you have wasted more money resources 
an ultimate profit to where, yeah, I mean, there's that edge of it too. Yeah, um, there is, but, but it gets to a certain point where it's like, you know, you can't ask somebody, uh, you know, if you're, if the, if the suit that you wore or, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many new, the pens that you got printed for yeah. your agency with your logo on it, your, your notepads that you hand out, the, in the folders that you put your stuff in, the email signatures, the it's it's the whole experience, which is what people buy into. You can't quant, you can't extract one piece of that <clears throat> and say, this is the piece that determines if this is working or not. Um, now you can for some. You can get you can get analytics, especially on the website. You can see exactly where traffic's coming from, how many people. Uh, if you run a social a media ad, for example, you can see you can target very specifically. You can see exactly who's coming, how many clicks, how many form submissions, all that stuff. But you're not going to quantify everything. You just can't. So what's the value of having tens of thousands of people get exposed to your agency with a couple hundred dollar ad budget? I think it's pretty high, but you can't quantify it. Can you attach it to a piece of business that you just wrote? Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't. So there's a gap there, I would say, too, Joey, where it's a it's a kind of a mindset shift that has to happen. Yeah, and well, there's just this lack of belief. Um, I'm not sure how long it takes and beliefs a bad word, per se, because that always comes back to the, the question I always like to ask. Right. Is, is, you know, did you ever not have a ad in the yellow pages? Right. It wasn't questioned. You just, yeah. you just did it because that's what everybody did. And because we're the those mediums are now becoming so fragmented and segmented we don't see the yellow pages anymore. Right. Um, right. and it's hard to tell what everybody else is doing. So there's that kind of peer comparison that, that maybe lacks and, um, it's no different, right? If, if, if you thought a YouTube video was the same as the yellow pages, there wouldn't be a debate. There wouldn't be a gap. There wouldn't be this kind of this. We wouldn't be having this conversation, Jeff. And, and it's just interesting to think of it that way. I have no, that was just a complete rant, but I have no idea, but that's yeah. kind of what, I, that's the way I always look at it. Yeah, and that's true. And I think the, in the other piece of it, which is uh, maybe what you're saying, is that back in the day, that there weren't that many options. You yeah. had you could do your chamber of commerce, you know, sponsorship thing, or you could put a thing in the local newspaper, or get a, a billboard or a radio ad, and maybe TV. And that was that was there was rear options, and you really couldn't quantify any of them. But yet, a lot of people did them, and still some do. Uh, because they see the value in doing those things. Now it, it's much more fragmented, <laughs> for sure. You can still do all those all, all those old-fashioned things, uh, which still have a place. There's no doubt about it, 100%. Um, but there's also a ton of new stuff, and then the new stuff is what gets confusing because, like I was saying before, it moves so quickly. And unless you're the the, the kind of person that wants to keep up with it, kind of makes your head spin. Um, but again, I just don't think that's the reason why we should just throw our hands up in the air and say, well, I, I can't do it. This is screw it. I can't do it. This is just, it's moving too fast. And I'm just going to sit here and hope that bury my head in the sand and hope that nothing bad happens. But meanwhile, you know, there's other companies out there inside the insurance industry and also outside that are using these tools that are doing this new stuff. And that's, that's the, I would say the, the, um, the, the the downside of it is that if we if we don't do it at some point, we'll be farther and farther behind. I'm curious um, now if you do it, you're ahead. I think. Well, yeah. And so this, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on this because I'm I'm uh, you know back to this whole quantifying conversation. What are some of the things that 
you know, you, what are some of your cornerstones like that ground you in the decisions that you make to kind of form that belief enough to where it's like, yeah, I can't see it maybe fully right now, but I know that this is giving me something to go in the right direction. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many of them that are, I mean, so if we, if we take the quantifiable stuff off the table, right. Cause that, that, that becomes easier. Yeah. Like I was saying before, sure. You can track website traffic and clicks from an ad and you, you can do that stuff and you can quantify some of that stuff, but there's a lot of it. And I think a lot, there's, there's probably more value total value in stuff that you can't quantify. For example, um, when we have a new client uh, sign up, I'll go into an app called Bond, B-O-N-D.co. If you want to check it out, bond.co. You can download the app for, uh, for your phone, for example. And I'll send a quote-unquote handwritten card um, to that new client. Now, are they expecting that? No, of course they're not expecting it. Do they get it? Are they wowed by it? I would think that probably a lot are. And I know that because people tell me that like, Hey, by the way, I just, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. Wow. I knew from the minute that I signed up and that I got this thing that this was going to be a special experience. Um, another example, um, emails, email is probably the, the least sexy thing in the digital marketing world. Like who wants to get another email on, on anything? We get too many of them. However, the emails that I send um, every week, so every Thursday um, at 3.30 p.m. is usually when I have it scheduled, um, just like you do, Joey, on Sundays. Say, can, we do, can we do this conversation after you're done? Because I, <laughs> I want to do that conversation. Go on, finish, though. I'm excited now. <laughs> um, so, you know, those, in, this is surprising for most people, I think. Um, as the CEO of this growing, really fast-growing company, Alforge 3, it is the most important thing that I do is to write those emails. And the reason is I get so many people replying back and you probably do too, Joey, and people coming up to me at conferences and when I'm just out in the industry yeah. saying, Hey, I heard about X, Y, Z. How's your son doing? You know, I know that he, he hurt himself because he fell down the steps or whatever. That story that you told through this thing where your car got totaled and your <laughs> wife was driving on the road and this piece of ice came in the video and yeah. you're making these connections and I call them pre-relationships. Uh, with people that meet, you may have never met, but yet every week when I hit the, the button, you're reaching thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people with one button press. Yeah. Can I quantify what that's doing for the bottom line of Forge 3? No, I have no idea. Do I know it's making a huge impact? 100%. Yes, yes. Jeff, you're my new favorite person. Thank you. Um, so, well, I mean, it's so, and one, two, I bet you, I bet you it doesn't take you all that long to write those either, um, would be my guess. Uh, it doesn't now, but some people, that's another thing that people say, well, I, I don't have time to write these emails. Yeah. And it's like going to the gym yeah. when you first start doing it, it's such a pain. I mean, you're sore for weeks, it seems, yeah. but as you do it, you, you become more and more aware of what to, what yeah. to type and what to share. I mean, one, I'm, I have a bad reputation for going to too many children's birthday parties, uh, is what I, is what <laughs> I've come to realize about myself through that experience. But again, so I, I do like just two little sentences in every email, just of like what I'm doing for the weekend. I'm like, that's the first thing everybody says to me. Right. Yep. Um, if that's a good, they're going to comment on that one, because it's just ridiculously mundane and boring. And it's just, my God, like I would kill myself if I was Joey, maybe, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, two, you know, the, the idea of showing up every week at a very specific time to where it becomes almost appointment, 
you know, consumption, right? Like it's something that they can look forward to as a strong word. I'm not going to give you or myself that much credit, Jeff, but they at least know mm -hmm. that it's it's probably going to be there, right? If you miss one, they're going to maybe call the cops because they would be concerned. <laughs> what that, happened? That it's not what there. Um, and, and back to like, it's, it doesn't take a whole lot of, a lot of time uh, to do that. Um, you're, you're, you're letting them just kind of continue to come along the journey and, and to, and to, to, to share in that with you. Um, I'm curious as to what you found, because like you said, like you, 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 it's hard to, to quantify, but I always, I always use the test of like, when I meet somebody like in person, um, yep. it's like, what are they, you know, are they, what are they going to, what do they mention? Right. And it's usually, it's like, Hey, listen to the podcast. Hey, like the emails, really watch the videos. So it's, it's like coming back to like the different mediums and technologies. And I think people think it needs to be this one thing. It's, it's, what do you want to pick and what, do, where do you want people to consume? Because it's not always going to be, you're not going to get everybody with it, with one thing. No, no. And I think, and I think that's a thing where it, people have to know where their comfort zone is too. So for some people, having a camera in front of their face would be like their worst nightmare. Yeah. And they may they may try it for a bit and there's nothing wrong with trying it. But if it's just not a natural thing, it's always going to feel kind of strange. It's going to feel off. The whole thing's not going to feel right. Um, so I think I think you're absolutely right. I think you have to choose your your medium, how you how you talk um, and you know, whatever and whatever channel that is, it needs to be 100 percent authentic. And to your point, the the personal stories and the way that you can weave your own life um, or the the culture or the personality of the company, of the agency, into whatever the medium is, whether it's an email, which is super simple to do. You know, you can write in, everybody can write an email uh, or whether it's video or podcast or stuff, which are a little bit more advanced and it's not going to be for everybody. But you have to kind of, I think, do what suits you. And then the other piece that I see missing off, and I'm not sure if you see this too, Joe, is that, for example, on the video side, um, there are um, producers, agencies out there which are doing videos. Fantastic. I think videos are awesome. In fact, it's, it's one of the things that we have to really ramp up at Forge 3 going into next year. That's definitely on our, on our game plan. Um, but what I see is some agencies will record a video, but then they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So they'll you post it on LinkedIn, for example, but that's not where their audience is. Yeah. So you have to kind of figure out how do you nurture the audience? And for most agencies, they have a great audience. It's called clients. You get the, get the email addresses of your clients and then get into some sort of cadence where you can share good stuff. It's, it shouldn't be a newsletter, quote unquote, with a bunch of boring, you know, like the ABCs of the claims process and here's what deductible means. And, that stuff's too boring. You really need to cut through and just get to the cut to the bottom line and say, this is us as a culture. This is us as a people. This is me as a founder, you know, whatever the principle. Um, and then put the video in there, for example, because then you start to have distribution. Um, don't go where the crickets are, right? Go where the people are. Yes. Um, hundred percent. That, that is something that I think, um, you know, isn't, there isn't enough thought given to it of, of where it needs to live and what the objective is behind it and who the audience is. Um, well, I mean, with all, again, these, these, are, believe it or not, a lot of this stuff is, you know, where we started this conversation. These are all relatively practical things. Um, and it's really just about communicating your message in the most effective way. Right. Would, would that be kind of maybe the overall thesis of the thing? Um, I think so. I think using the tools, you yeah. know, the tools enable us. So we should 
tap into those tools to do whatever we need to do. And what we, ha what we haven't really talked about yet is I think you're going to be doing something very similar at Elevate 19, kind of laying out yeah, a lot of this pumped, foundation. Pumped about that, yeah. Um, I mean, what are what are some of those tools? What does that look like for you? Like, what if you had to pick like the thing to get started with today to start practicing to maybe get better to to where it becomes a habit to where it is, um, you know, you've you've developed that kind of communication muscle. What what are some of the best banks for your buck? So I I totally think it depends on who you are, because an agency principal is going to be it should be doing something that's different than a producer just getting started. So it's going to range. And the other thing is a producer within an agency may not be able to do everything. You can't, you, maybe they can't redo the whole website, for example. Um, but what they could do, you know, here's a practical example just for a producer, um, get into LinkedIn. Like just use, you, have, you already have the account. <laughs> like 99% of people have the account. Yeah. Like go in there and um, I call it the three pillars of LinkedIn. It's profile search and sharing. Go in there, get your profile figured out first, because people are going to see it whether you want them to or not. They're going to Google you. They're going to get to your LinkedIn account. They're going to see you. They're going to see your headline. They're going to see whatever you put on there. So like, at least do that. And then for most producers, still like 95% from my informal surveys of, of audiences, 95% still don't do anything except, except connection requests which is a huge missed opportunity. You know, so you have these new producers, let's say, or experienced, it doesn't matter who they are. It could be experienced producers and they want to ramp up the commercial line side and they want to really get in with restaurants. Great. Like, go onto LinkedIn and like do a quick search for restaurant owners within your city. And there's your list. Like it's that kind of stuff. And in LinkedIn, it's free. I mean, this isn't like you have to reinvent the entire planet. This is just like going to LinkedIn that you have an account for and, and just like use it a little bit. Um, so for producers, I think it's it just those kinds of things, um, at the principal level. So folks within an agency, for example, that, um, can make bigger decisions on things. I think that's where it really gets down to what does the agency look like on the outside? So we can't hide behind the, the, the door, the front door of the agency building anymore. We, the first impression that we're often making as any, any kind of company is on the website. Mm -hmm. So when people Google the agency, first of all, do you show up? Should would <laughs> be a good good idea. Uh, but secondly, when they get to the website, the studies studies show you have zero point two seconds to make an impression. Literally two tenths of one second. So, like, think about that. And if you're not proud of what you look like online, starting with the website, well, there's your start. Like, start doing that. Um, so the, I mean, those are just basic things, but I think it really is the entire experience. It's not just one of those things. I think that's a good fundamental place to start because all roads lead to the website, but then it's the other stuff we were talking about, Joey, which is, are you staying in touch with people? Um, send them an email like once a month, at least start with that. Um, are you comfortable with video? Great. We'll get into some sort of rhythm with that next year and start producing that. Um, you know, those types of things I think are, they require work. Absolutely. It's, it's not going to be easy. Um, and are you going to be able to quantify everything? No, you can't. But ultimately, it all adds up. And that's what makes, I think, any company, whether it's in the insurance industry or outside, successful or not. Can we can we maybe make a little pack right now, Jeff, you and me? Um, maybe we'll just go around door to door. Um, anybody that doesn't just have pictures on their website of who they are and who works there? 
we could yeah, like some good sort start. Of like pie in the face situation. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like that could be like a buddy cop show, like you and me. Like we could do that, and that would be a good time. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward. Yeah, show the personal side. The personal side of the company is so powerful. Um, it's such. A, it's like so again. Powerful. It's such an easy like an easy tool, right? It's just get somebody, take a picture, put it on your website. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. We always advocate for that, um, and that's why sometimes agencies. We you know we work with a lot of agencies now, especially with active agency, and we always recommend that we at least feature the team um, on the website. You know when we can, um, and and sometimes there's this mindset of well, if we put the team on there, then our competitors know who yeah. we are and they can poach us and this whole thing. And oh man, it's it's the world. I mean, you can go to LinkedIn and find those same people. So it's not, you're not hiding anything. Yeah. It's, there's a lot more advantage of putting it out there than not. I've heard, I've heard that one often. You, you got me going. I'm trying to wrap this up, Jeff, but you get, you get me going. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I hear that one. And then I also hear like, they're going to see like how big we are, like how many people we have, if that's mm -hmm. in some way going to impact their decision on, on whether or not I tell you what, like, you know, it's, it's not helping. Like I was, it's just, you know, if you're looking for somebody, if you're looking to do business with somebody and you can't even verify that they work at that agency, like by seeing them on the website, I mean, what does that do? You know? So totally. And I think this is my favorite feature, um, of the active agency platform. This is something that when I was back at Chubb and then the agency that Chubb bought called PLI back in the day, this is, this goes back 15, 20 years, um, kind of pioneered it back then. But the, the feature now is called hello producer which is so slick. It's like for producers or anybody at the, at the agency, you can share any link to, the, to your agency website, but you put a hashtag after it. So it'd be like abcagency.com slash, you know, personal insurance slash, you know, home insurance, whatever the, the web, the page is. And then you would put hashtag Joey at the end of it. And then when the person, let's say the prospect or the client clicks on that link in the email that you sent to them, they go to that page, but Joey's on there. And it reinforces what you're just talking about, which is that personal connection. Like there's somebody behind this company. And ultimately, at the end of the day, with all of this garbly gook technology stuff that we're talking about, at the end of the day, it's about that human connection, I think, and, and the, the people behind the company. And that's something that a Geico has a very difficult time competing against. So that's the differentiator for a lot of independent agencies is how do you get you and your culture and what makes you different? It's not a commodity. We all know that. How do you get the outside world to know that? And that's Hello Producers, one tiny example of how you can do that. It's 100% agree. All right. I'm going to, if there's one thing, I might be putting you on the spot a little bit, but if there's one tool or something that you could tell everybody to kind of have, like, just lock it down, like, have it come prepared or whatever. Like you will be ready to, you know, take advantage of my session at Elevate, your session at Elevate. Um, if, if there's one tool that you could have them kind of have a prerequisite knowledge of to be ready to use to kind of embrace your 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 session, what would that be? An open mind, Ooh, not a tool. Go. There we go. But but I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I don't think there is a prerequisite. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're going to go rapid fire. I'm not going to have a ton of time there but it's going to be rapid fire. Like these are just ideas, like get excited about this stuff. Look at what you can do. Like a lot of this stuff is free. All you need to know is it exists. And then once you know that you get excited about it, you're like, Oh, I could use it for that. Or wow, I could send this to my prospect or I could do this with my client or wow, that's a much better way of approaching it. And um, the only way you get to that point is if you come in with an open mind and you're kind of ready to take some notes. So if you, I guess on the tool side, Joey, I'll say a pencil 
an iPad, a phone, something to take some notes or whatever. That would be a good one. <laughs> I like the open mind. That was good. Yeah, uh, I'll right. stick with that. Well, I like I'll, that one better too. I'll, I will put the, the shameless plug, elevateconference.com. The advanced tickets are going to be wrapping up here at the end of the month. So if you want the best price ticket to see Jeff, drop some very practical, very useful tools, knowledge, elevateconference.com. Jeff, um, I can't wait to have you back, man. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, this is, this is your second time on the podcast cause you did the two tenths of a second one before and, uh, and that was pretty popular. So always glad to have you, um, bringing the knowledge and, uh, you know, again, I think what I appreciate most is the, the practicality of it, but yet still forward thinking. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Joey. Looking forward to it.